We'd like to thank our friends at PwC for their support, partnership, and collaboration in making Retail Gets Real. Learn more about how PwC helps retailers at pwc.com. retail for over 20 years and I think the thing that keeps me here is how dynamic retail is. It's always changing. There's always something to solve for. There's always something to get better at. Always something to rethink. And so my favorite thing is just how dynamic it is. And I love solving problems and innovating. Welcome to Retail Gets Real where we hear from retail's most fascinating leaders about the industry that impacts everyone, everywhere, every day. I'm Bill Thorne, and on today's episode, we're talking to Khan's Home Plus CEO, Chandra Holt. We're gonna to talk to Chandra about building her career in retail, her vision for growing Khan's Home Plus, and leadership lessons she's learned along the way. Chandra Holt, welcome to Retail Gets Real. Thanks for having me today. I'm excited about this conversation. You've had an extraordinary career in a very short period of time. And I think that, you know, one of the things that we have a listening block, a cohort that has Retail Gets Real on their weekly download list are students. And we talk to a lot of students through our foundation. And they're always intrigued by folks that have done things that you have done, the career path that you've chosen, where you started, where you were, where you are, and you know, where you're going. So let's start first about Khan's Home Plus. What is Khan's Home Plus? And describe that business if you could. Sure. Khan's is a specialty retailer and we, the majority of our stores are located in, in the South. So we have 160 retail locations and also our website, cons.com. The company has been around for a long time. So it's a 130-year-old company um, that started out in Beaumont, Texas. Yep. So we started out as a, a plumbing and heating company and eventually added in appliances and eventually added in financing, which is really the, the cornerstone of our business today. So when you look at where we're, we're different, we have an in-house financing option for customers that they can't find anywhere else. So if you're looking for that you know, fabulous Samsung refrigerator and you can't get the financing at another retailer, you can come to Cons and we'll likely finance that for you and, and be able to get that refrigerator to you next day, which is another one of the great things about Cons is we have a great experience. So we have next day white glove delivery for everything that we have in stock that you see in the store. So, and we generally run 80, 85% in stock. So you see a refrigerator at Cons or a washer and dryer, you need it tomorrow, we can absolutely get it to you. Now, that is a selling point. Anybody that's recently done any types of renovating in their homes or just buying a new home, waiting for the refrigerator, the stove, the microwave, that has been a real trial. That's great. I mean, yeah, it could be, I mean, it can be six, nine months sometimes. I know, I know. We can get it to you tomorrow. So, it, uh, which is one of the main draws when I was looking at the company. I was like, fascinating that I, at the time I was leading walmart.com and you know, at Walmart, we can get you things from the store same day. We can get you things personal, via, you know, FedEx or UPS in, in two days, one to two days. But large, you know, non-conveyable goods was, you know, take a week or more. Um, Amazon has the same experience. And so when I looked at cons, I thought, wow, how is this little company in Texas so fast? And <laughs> it, it definitely intrigued me. 
Well, it's one of those things where if if you've been through the experience and you're like, well, I'm, you know, I'd like to maybe flip another place. I would only do that if there was a cons in the community, because otherwise you just get frustrated. I, that, that lag time still exists. And yeah. it's, it's just, it's maddening because you want to get it done and it's out of your control. There's very little you can do about it. Unless of yeah. course there's a cons in your community. So let's talk a little bit about Shendra, if I could. Your career, it's been varied. uh, And I think that's kind of the the idea of any great leader is that you do a lot of things and you learn a lot along the way that you can then apply when you achieve an even greater leadership position. So tell us a little bit about that career and how you ended up as CEO of of a great company like Khan's. Sure. So, um, you know, I've been in retail for over 20 years. Um, I can't believe how fast the time has flown. But, you know, I started out actually in marketing and then went moved to Target early in my career and spent the first 10 years of my retail career at Target, starting out in entry-level merchandise planning and working my way up through the buying ranks at Target, which was a, a fantastic training ground. Um, I think they're probably the best if not one of the best retailers in terms of training and developing their associates. From there, I went to Walgreens and spent about three years at Walgreens in various leadership roles in merchandising, and then over to Sam's Club and Walmart, um, and spent about six years at, at the Sam's Club and Walmart organizations. The, the last job I had at Walmart was leading walmart.com. Prior to that, I led samsclub.com, and prior to that, I had a couple of roles, other roles at Sam's Club leading the grocery division, and then also leading private brands. So really, really great, fast-paced career in retail. And I'm very fortunate to have been, been with so many great companies and now landing at cons, being able to be the CEO and take this company from its you know 130-year history to the next phase um, of its growth. It's so intriguing to me um, when you think about companies and retail companies particularly that have been able to survive 130 years. I mean, that's pretty spectacular. And it it really speaks to not only what the company offers its customers, but what it does as it relates to ensuring that its employees are taken care of, that it really does serve the communities uh, where it's located. Tell us a little bit about, I mean, how many employees does cons have? What, you know, what is the typical role? What is a day in the life of a con employee? Yeah, so we have about 4,000 employees. Most of our employees, like most retailers, are located in the field. And our vision for the company is that everyone deserves a home that they love. And that vision is, is, is anchored in our history of being able to provide, to provide access through our financing to customers. And so when you, you go to a store, you'll find our sales associates who are the the main kind of workforce at cons, and they're really there to help customers find their you know dream kitchen or find their dream living room, and then help them get access to that through the financing if they need it. Some of our customers don't need the financing, which is fine, but you know we we are able to offer that financing for those who are in need of it. You know the the idea again. I keep going back to 130 years because that is I don't know that we've had many guests that lead companies that, that have that type of a history. And so we always talk about retail. Retail is always about change. That's the one constant. It doesn't matter if you're a small retailer or you're Walmart, there's always change. And you've got to embrace that change. You've got to plan for that change. You've got to be smart about change. 
And so you're doing a lot at cons right now. We've heard about the store within a store partnership with Belk and some other moves that you're making. As you look to the future of cons home plus, what are you focused on? I think you know great companies you know, understand that there's going to be times of, of change that they need to you know refocus or enhance what they're doing. And so when I came to the company, we spent the first six months looking at strategy and coming up with a clear vision, which is where we landed on. You know, everyone deserves a home that they love. And with that vision, we have three strategic pillars that we're looking to really get behind to grow the business. The first one is strengthen our core. So we are, as I mentioned earlier, we're a regional retailer with 160 stores across 15 states. And so our ambition is to continue to open new locations and expand our geographic footprint. With that, we have the option of doing that with our own stores or through partnerships. And so we recently announced a partnership with Belk, which is a department store chain with 300 stores that have a large overlap with where our distribution centers are. And so we're we're opening 20 stores this year as a pilot for store within a store, because we know that our equation that we have in terms of, of geographic expansion is all around our distribution centers. So I mentioned our next day white glove delivery. And so when we go into new markets, it's all about a lot of retailers say, okay, where can I open a store? For right. us, it's about where can I open a distribution center and how do I get the demand needed for that distribution center? And so that's going to come from a combination of our own retail locations, our e-commerce business, and then likely partnerships. And so these partnerships can help us accelerate our geographic expansion to new markets and, and also help us leverage fi- fixed assets in the markets that we are we are in today. The second one is all about our credit business. So like I said, you know, our vision is that everyone deserves a home they love. And within credit and more broadly payments, we want anyone who walks into a cons to have a payment option, no matter what their credit rating is. And so we've always been able to serve a, a, a segment of customers that may not qualify for traditional financing. And so in order to fulfill that vision of having a payment option for everyone, we recently launched Layaway, which is something that a lot of retailers have walked away from because of the operational complexities around Layaway and the new you know, buy now, pay later options that are out there. But at cons, you know, our ticket sizes are so big that your traditional buy now, pay laters don't really work with our model. And so we just piloted Layaway and we're in the process of rolling that out to all stores so that when you come into a cons, you can play with your, you know, your own cash or credit card. We have our own private label credit card. We have our in-house financing. We have lease to own, and then we have layaway. So um, wow. wherever you are on that, you know, credit spectrum, there's a payment option for you if you're not able to pay for that that item up front. Because the majority of, of what we sell is appliances, furniture is our second largest business, and then consumer electronics is third. And all of those categories have very high tickets. And so, you know, a lot of times people need assistance in being able to, to afford those items. Sure. And then the third one is all about e-commerce growth, which was one of the main draws to cons as I was looking at the company. At the time, like I said, I was leading Walmart.com and previously led Sam's Club.com. And so when I was looking at cons, I saw this company that had been around for 130 years. They had this point of differentiation with high quality goods and the financing. 
But when I you know, did my due diligence on the company, what I saw was, okay, from an e-commerce standpoint, they're pretty far behind. At the time, they only had a 2% e-commerce penetration, and yet they had this next day white glove delivery capability. And I was thinking, okay, how can you only have a 2% e-com penetration with a great, you know, you're basically set up to like, a, like an e-commerce company from a distribution standpoint. Right. Um, we really don't sell anything in our, our stores or more showrooms than stores. You know, everything people buy in stores is delivered out of our distribution center. And so e-commerce is going to be um, one of our main areas that we, we grow. And that is all about making sure we have the right assortment, the right pricing, the right website. So right now we're going through a pretty massive platform migration which changes our platform and enhances the customer journey at the same time. And so we're in the middle of that right now and that's going really well. And then, you know, we want to become famous for next day white glove delivery. I think people who are retailers that are selling appliances are all trying to figure out how do you get it to the customer quickly with great service. And we do that extremely well, but I think it's a secret, right? People know <laughs> us for our financing. They don't realize how fast we are. Right. Because, you know, when I when I kind of dug in to figure out, okay, why, why does this company have such a fast supply chain? Well, you know, when you're serving near prime or subprime customers, which is about 60, 70% of our customers, and they're buying these large tickets, you need to get it to them quickly, or they could have buyer's remorse and cancel the order or something like sure. that. The other thing is, you know, if you're a subprime customer and you have a loan out to somebody and your refrigerator breaks, you can stop paying on that loan. So we also have this in-house service team that gets to your house immediately and repairs your, <laughs> your, your anything that breaks, you know, to make sure that we're servicing our customers really, really well. So big upside in e-commerce. The other, the other big opportunity is unified commerce, which is, you know, just the next evolution of, of e-commerce. So if you think about where retailers have been over the last 20 years with e-commerce, you know, it started out as, as multi-channel where you have a retailer and a, and a website and they didn't talk to each other. Sometimes they didn't have, you know, the same assortments. They had different pricing, definitely different supply chains, sometimes different buying teams. It was a very disconnected experience for customer. And retailers figured out that that was not the best thing. And so you get this evolution in omni-channel where you still have two different systems working, but things started to come together for the customer. So you can buy something online, return it in stores. Assortments started to overlap more. Pricing started to become more cohesive. but you know, still not completely seamless for the customer. And so at Cons, I believe that we can become one of the first truly unified commerce retailers out there where we have one system that runs everything because our supply chain is the same already for both stores and e-commerce. So getting there is going to be a lot less complex for us than it is for another retailer. And so one of the questions I get asked about unified commerce is, okay, what's the difference between unified commerce and omnichannel? And so, you know, the best example I can give is you're at, you know, your local retailer that you buy groceries from and you're checking out and, you know, as you're shopping, you realize they're out of your scent of detergent and you tell the cashier, hey, add, you know, add the scent of detergent onto my, my order um, and have it shipped to my house. They'd probably look at you like you're a little bit crazy and tell you to go on the website or the app and order it online, right? <laughs> um, but at cons, if you're, if you're shopping with us, and you find some great sofas in the store, but you see some lamps online that you like better than what we have in the store, our sales associates can add those lamps to your order and it'll be delivered seamlessly, you know, with, with your order. So those are just, you know, some of the little things we're doing to make the experience for our customers, you know, as seamless as possible and, and get to that unified commerce experience. I absolutely 
Love that. You know, it's one of those things where it was years ago, actually, I, I started asking the question, why is it omni-channel? Why, why isn't it just one? And even the government at one point in time was, they were retail sales, online sales versus in-store sales. It's all the same. It's your company is, it's one. It, it is not that this is called junior or senior. It's one brand, one site, one store. And the idea of unified commerce is absolutely brilliant. I really, really like that. And I'm so excited to hear that this is where it's moving and that you're in the front of that movement. And I can't wait to watch that really catch fire because it makes all the sense in the world. And that's, you know, that's what innovating is all about. That's, you know, that's what retail has to do. You know, this is your first year as the CEO. How is that? I mean, has it been exactly what you expected as you take the job and you think this is the way it's going to go? Has it gone exactly the way that you thought it would? Of course, there's been that thing called, you know, pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been here for, yeah, I've been here for almost a year. And I mean, at the end of the day, I love transforming businesses. I love leading teams. And that's a lot of, you know, being a CEO, you're, you're, you're leading a, an organization, you're setting strategy, coming up with a vision, figuring out how to take the company from point A to point B. And so that's, that I love coming to work every day and doing that. I, I feel like I've worked my entire career to be in a role like this, to, to do what I love. I will say with the, you know, the macro environment right now in the categories that I, I, I sell is pretty challenging. I think, you know, as CEO, it's been, it's been definitely a learning experience to try to, you know, how you have this big strategy and you have, you know how to move it forward, but at the same time, the macro environment is a little bit challenging. And so you have to really look at how you're operating and make sure you're as efficient as possible to keep the day-to-day operations going as smoothly as possible with a lot of you know, external headwinds in your face. Sure, sure. But you still have to stay focused on the long-term and, and, and transform that company. So it's been, a, it's been a wonderful experience and I've learned a lot already and I'm sure I'll learn even more in the years to come. There's no doubt in my mind. We always talk about the future of retail. I, we do this program through the foundation. We talk to interns and I ask this question of retail leaders all the time, which is what excites you most about the future of retail? But we had an intern when I was leading this program ask me that question. And I was I, I, I was stumped a little bit, even though I asked that question all the time. But I'm going to ask you that question. What excites you most about the future of retail? I've been working in retail for over 20 years. And I think the thing that keeps me here is how dynamic retail is. It's always changing. There's always something to solve for. There's always something to get better at, always something to rethink. And so my favorite thing is just how dynamic it is. And I love solving problems and innovating. And so that's, you know, for me, it's all about just being able to continue to do that. And I think if you put me in in something that was just the same thing every single day, I'd go nuts, right? So I love the (laughs) fact that it changes so much and there's always something to innovate. Again, I just go back to that change factor. I always tell people, it's like, if you don't like change, you won't like retail. You've got to you've got to embrace it. You've got to make it a part of your success or, or you can get frustrated by it. You can get angry by it and you just need to leave. And I think that, that it's dynamic. That's a great way to put it. It is ever-changing and it's a, a great thing to be a part of. Now, 
I have to ask this question because I ask all of our guests this question. What was your best piece of career advice? The best and almost the worst piece of career advice um, (laughs) was, you know, I had the opportunity to meet with a very um, high-ranking female CEO early in my career. And I asked her what the best advice was for being a woman in the business world. And she looked at me and she said, Chandra, she said, you have to work twice as hard as the men. And I left there thinking, I will do that. I'm going to work twice as hard as the men. And as a young person, I mean, I was hardworking anyway. I was <laughs> like, that resonated with me. Like, I, could, I could go work hard, right? But as I got older and reflected on that, I thought, how unfair is that? Like, why should I have to work twice as hard as a man to get to the same place? And so I've really tried in my career to help females you know, rise to the levels that they that they are looking to through mentor circles and speaking engagements. Um, I have a mentor circle here at Cons where everyone who's a director or higher will get the opportunity to go through a mentor circle with me when they're you know within the next. I think it's going to take me about two years to get through everyone, but um, you know they'll be able to do that. And it's really just about you know helping women understand one if they're having challenges, they're not alone. Like I've probably face those challenges and I can give my perspective on, you know, how to overcome those things and learn from and be able to network and learn from the other women in the the organization. And the advice that I often give them, um, because a lot of times people, there's like, you're a mom and you, you know, you're a CEO and you're, you know, into fitness, like, how do you do it all? And my biggest advice is I don't, I actually don't do very much at all. I do three things really, really well. And everything else I don't do. And I don't feel bad about it. Yep. Maybe I feel a little bad about it, but <laughs> I've learned over time. Like, you can always get back to, to it. <laughs> yeah. To the neighborhood event. I'm, and I, I just, I can't, right. I'm just right. too busy because that means I'm going to miss dinner with my daughter or something right. like that. And so like, I, I really try to be a great mom. My daughter might not you know, maybe she just thinks I'm great some days and not great the other days, but I really do try. Um, I love my work. So I love leading this organization, but I try very hard in my role. And then, you know, for, for me, it's all about, I love the fitness. We started out talking about that before we started uh, this conversation and I, it does keep me balanced and it is something that uh, I try to do every day. And so, you know, if, if I can be a great mom, do well at my job and, you know, get a run in. I feel like I've checked the boxes for the day and I feel successful. And that's, I think people think, you know, you have to, that other people do it all or they need to try to do it all. And, and I, I don't, I do three things and, and that's it. And that's awesome. I'm comfortable with that. Chandra, you are a role model without any question or doubt. And I think that the one thing that if anybody listens to this conversation, they won't have to listen too hard to understand and to know that you're very passionate about what you do, who you do it for, and who you do it with. And to me, that is the sign of a successful leader. doesn't matter if they're in retail or anything else, but you've got to be passionate about what you do. And I certainly appreciate having had the opportunity to meet you, to talk with you, and I look forward to more opportunities in the future. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me today, Bill. And thank you all for listening to another episode of Retail Gets Real. You can find more information about this episode at retailgetsreal.com. 
I'm Bill Thorne. This is Retail Gets Real. Thanks again for listening. Until next time.